Hi there, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Krista. Uh, what do you know about DCOMs, Krista? Nothing. I watched uh, High School Musical and, and oh. Camp Rock. Oh, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and I watched all of them. <laughs> all of them? Yeah, it was like an event in our house. <laughs> so join us for a DCOM deep dive where we're going to watch and review every single one. We watched Double Teamed. I think this is our second basketball movie. What was our first one? Uh, Luck of the Irish. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a basketball movie. I, I count that I for sure. I feel like there's a lot of basketball movies, and I don't know if I'm right or not, but it feels like there are. Yeah, there's more basketball than any other sport, for Why sure. basketball? I think it's easier to film, right? Five on five. I mean, football's hard. I suppose. And the faces are mostly covered in football, so that would be harder to... I don't know. There's a lot of good football movies. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like basketball is a low-budget move. <laughs> it's in well, a lot of sitcoms, too. Really? Like, they'll play basketball, like, on the stage set. Oh, wow. They'll do these basketball bits. Like, huh. I remember an episode of Fresh Prince. They're clearly not in a full court, but it still looks pretty good. Yeah, but he was known to be a basketball player. Yeah, he was, but still... Because he was on the streets, Right, yeah, I know, a fresh prince. (laughs) But still, like, they, I think it's just the go-to for, like, all right, we want a sport, we want to show it. Like, you can't pick, you can't pick another one. It's got to be, it's got to be basketball. Well, they also do a lot of, like, kind of unusual sports. Or basketball. Basketball or an unusual sport. Or something, like, out of left field. Yeah. Um, The premiere date for this was January 18th, 2002, um, and this one is based on a true story, which is kind of cool. So any memories of this one? Yeah, I remember it being the new year. I was at my friend Carson's house, which somehow over the years, I ended up his house at his house at New Year's. I don't know how, <laughs> but I was at his house and this was either premiere night or premiere weekend, right? Because they would play it over and over and over. Like we both wanted to watch it. We were both DCOM fans and we kind of jumped into the middle and went from there and then caught the first half later. Oh, okay. Which, that's that's the case for a lot of these decoms for me. Yeah. You just, you were On like... On TV. Yeah, you're like, this is my chance to see it. I'll catch, I'll try to catch the first half at a different time. Well, here's the plot summary. So, two very tall twins, Heidi and Heather, are amazing at volleyball, but they go to a private school, so they don't really play on like a, like a real team. Um, their dad decides to transfer them to a new school so recruiters can see them play. They aren't very happy about this, but they go. Heidi joins a play and Heather starts playing basketball. Um, their dad makes Heidi also do basketball without asking her. He moves them from a nice house to an apartment so they can be in the school district. Uh, the twins learn to play as a team and end up being really good at basketball. And I should mention, in real life, these twins are 6'5". For a while, they held the Guinness World Record of the tallest female twins. They were later beat, but like in real life, obviously. But they were later beat, but for a while, they held the record. They're also, I'm 6'5 I'm and a half. Right. So they're half an inch shorter than me. Yeah, so like they're tall for a man, but they are women. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so they end up being very good at basketball, and at the end, they win the big tournament. And the last scene shows the twins playing against each other in the WNBA, which at the time would have been pretty new. So, when did the WNBA start? Ninety six. Um, I can look it up. Yeah, I mean this. So this movie came out in 02. <laughs> the league was founded in. On April 22nd, 1996. So the women's uh, WNBA has not been around all that long. 96. So this is, it's a six-year-old thing at that time. Not even probably because it's January. Yeah, I think one of them started playing maybe on either the first year that it was happening or the second year. So it's like really recent after. they Neither one of them played on the WNBA very long, but they both did play on it. So This movie made me aware of the WNBA. I didn't think I knew that it existed before that. Well, yeah, and I guess you're right. This is only came out in 2002. Jeez. So this would have been pretty recent history at the time. I didn't even think about that as we watched it. Yeah, for real. This is like really fresh. Like yeah. just a few years out. Like six years ago. 
crazy. <laughs> yeah, something something like that, right? Yeah. Well, I have a little bit of uh, fashion um, for this. Uh, they were wearing spandex. So it's set in the 80s because they were in high school in the 80s. Um, spandex with bright geometric colors. Loved it. Um, long socks, but not all the way to the knee. So kind of like ankle socks. Uh, the sweater off one shoulder with the belt over the sweater. Um, wearing a shawl with it tucked into a belt, which is a look I think I might have to to do. <laughs> uh, what's a shawl? A shawl? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, maybe it was more like a poncho. You know okay, what a poncho I know what a poncho is, is yeah. A sh- okay, a poncho is like a blanket with the head cut out. A yeah. shawl is just the blanket, basically. So you just kind of like... Put it around you. Oh, yeah. I always thought those were so stupid because they don't have a <laughs> hole in them. Excuse me. What could be stupid about wearing a blanket? That's a great idea. A poncho makes way more sense. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Whatever. So um, they had crimped hair a lot. Uh, the tall socks with the practice jerseys. Long sleeve sweaters for cheerleaders. And then their hair was slicked back into ponytails. I really liked... I felt like they didn't make them too pretty while they were playing basketball, if that makes sense. They made them look like real athletes, which I liked a lot. That's true. So um, the mom had these baggy floral shorts that I obviously wanted. And then, of course, the cheerleaders had huge pom-poms. So Did pom-pom size change? Yes. I didn't know I believe I talked about this before. I think you did. I think you did. I don't remember, though. Remind me. Remind me. When I was in seventh grade, we had these giant pom-poms. That's right. And I was so embarrassed about them. And the high school had these teeny tiny cute little pom-poms. And we were like, those are the coolest pom-poms ever. Wow. Pom-pom size, huh? Yeah, it changes. I don't know what the current popular sizes it was pretty small in the 2000s medium right (laughs) any tech that you noticed i don't remember any i think there was like a stereo in the background but it you know like two seconds i mean aside from the movie being in 16.9 meaning it was zoomed in which is strange because they didn't play this one that much yeah like it might be a four or five and so the fact that they had zoomed it in Yeah, I guess they anticipated... I guess someone did that for this one, but, you know, can of worms just gets left out. Uh-huh, for a good reason. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> too bad. Because I, I think, especially in this movie, it affected it. Like, when they're moving around playing basketball, they're... It's a little too zoomed in, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, the action is too zoomed in. So we mentioned earlier that it is based on a true story. This is our third decom that we've watched so far that's based on a true story. Only third, huh? Yep. I thought this movie was pretty good. I thought it was paced well. I thought the relationship between the girls was pretty well done and not, not overly stupid. You know how, like, the conflict will explode out of nowhere and be like, you betrayed me in these movies, and they'll walk off without talking about it. There was none of that. They would just talk it out right then and there. I was like, hey, out of go. That's, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah, I really liked that they bickered a little bit in the movie, yeah. and it was so funny. So I found this interview with the real um, Heidi and Heather Burge, and... They had a moment in that interview. I didn't listen to all of it, but they like actually bickered and lovely. It was so funny. And the interviewer was even like, maybe you two should uh, just uh, finish this conversation uh, later. (laughs) It was so funny. So I kind of like that they they had it. And in that interview, they mentioned the movie and they said that the actors that played them really nailed their different personalities. Really? Yeah. They said they would even like call them and ask, okay, what would you do in this situation? Like, how would you do this? So I was like really impressed because at first I was like, okay, this is like a twin in movie stereotype. It opens with one sleeping in bed, lazy, and the other one working out and being really intense. And I was like, ugh, what a stereotype. But, because, you know, New York Minute starts like that. that Every Mary Kay (laughs) National movie, all of them start that way. Hi, this is Sarah, and this is my sister, Dara. She's right-handed. I'm left-handed. I mean, it's like... We're nothing alive. It's obnoxious, but I get it. 
I'm yeah. not a twin. But but in this interview, they said, yeah, actually, Heather is the more intense one. She's very focused. She's very into stuff. And Heidi is a little bit more social. She's a little less focused, although still focused. She still did good. And this is what they had the argument about. She was like, it, it makes it sound like you, like I didn't try or whatever. <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, so they, they actually were like that. So thought yeah, that was so cool. It wasn't a stereotype. It was just their life. Just real life. Stereotypes happen for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, Mom, make her change. It makes you look like a doofus. We're the same doofus. <laughs> what are you talking when, about? When, you know, when they're wearing the same outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks so bad on her. We're, we're the same doofus. <laughs> Which... You can tell they're different girls. These are not identical twins. But I remember watching it as a kid being like, are these identical? Like the whole movie being like, no. Yeah. No. And even now, I was still wondering that. I was like, no, they're not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, It's funny. When the movie first started, I was like, oh, they cast twin actresses. And then the more you watch, you're like, oh, this one's nose is different. This one is a little... Yeah. So they aren't cast by twins, but they do look pretty similar. It's pretty close. And it helps you keep them apart in your brain, too, which is nice. It does. Especially since their their names are similar, Heather and Heidi. Yes. It gets... You get mixed up. You do. You definitely do. And I keep having to be like, okay, Heidi was the one that did drama, and Heather was the one that did this. Like, it's a little confusing, so... (laughs) You know when the girls join the basketball team and it introduces the basketball bully? What was her name? Nikki. Nikki. She's like, this is my team. Don't try to make a name for yourself here. Like, why is there always a sports bully, especially in girls' sports? <laughs> in girls' sports, it's like dialed up to a million. Um, As someone who played girls' basketball, accurate. <laughs> really? <laughs> She's like, this is, there was a girl when you joined the basketball team. This is my team, Krista. You better watch your step. You better not drop the ball. No, but like, okay, later they don't pass to the girl. They they do some other kind of mean things to her. And I, yeah. that happened to me. Like in middle school when I was in basketball, um, girls would throw it to me as hard as they could, like harder than they needed to. Yeah, so you drop so it. So I drop it. Like people were like scratching my arms, like trying to hide it so that like I would be thrown off. People were like ramming into me, getting as close to a technical without doing it. So like, and this was people on my own team. This is not people on another team. So girls are vicious, dude. Yeah. I have a lot to say about. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. I, I forgot who told me this. It was someone I knew who coached sports and he said, yeah, on a guy's team, they don't have to get along at all. Like, they're going to play fine together. Once they're out there, the goal is going to be winning for most of them. For girls, they have to get along or they won't try and win. They'll just try to, like, get at each other. Yeah, like, sabotage each other. I don't understand it. Me either. Like, okay, so here is what I was going to say about this is this is very common in female sports where it's a female team with a male coach. Yeah. It, It almost never happens the other way around. There's occasional ones, but it happens a lot in female sports with a male coach. And sometimes it's great. And other times it's, it's just different. And I assumed, yeah, I have this like funny story because so my sister was on like on her middle school basketball team. um, She had a male coach and he did not know what to do with them. And they all got mad at him for some reason and just didn't talk to him for the whole practice. And I'm telling you, it's a whole nother ball game. And like, excuse me, I had a male coach in volleyball and I don't think he was the best coach. And there was things he would do, like if a girl was like throwing a fit and kind of not doing her best on the court, he wouldn't sub her out. And that's just like, I, I wonder, I wonder, I'm asking, like with a guy, maybe you could, I just feel like she would bring the whole town, like the whole team down with her in a way that maybe wouldn't happen with a guy's team. But I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I mean, I had some genuine <laughs> jerks on my team who were like not nice or like mean to me in practice, whatever. It didn't happen that much. But as soon as you got on the court with them, like you were cool. 
Yeah, it it's was, not like that. Maybe they don't trust you to throw you the ball. That's the only reason you're yeah. not getting the ball for yeah. guys. Is like, or that's the main reason. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely going to be exceptions to this rule. But as someone who sucked at sports and played a <laughs> lot of them uh, and was just genuinely the worst on the team most of the time. Yeah, people, they, I guess I had it easier. I don't know. I remember like even making friends with guys I didn't get along with. Then we played sports together and like we were cool, huh. even though I was terrible. Like they, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think the girls were, they were competitive enough that they probably weren't holding grudges on the team, but I know that they would have played better if they trusted each other and did well. And I think a lot of them did. And so they were a good team, but like, yeah, anyway. I think the most obvious difference between men's and women's sports is, is if you watch volleyball during the Olympics. Watch the men, then watch the women. Obviously, the men are stronger. They're better at the sport, you know, like just by the fact that they're men. Take it back. No, I'm kidding. Keep yeah, going. Come on now. <laughs> but they're so quiet. Mm. The men are so quiet. Their faces are so focused and calm. You watch the women's. It is like a karate movie. Like, <laughs> like they're yelling as they hit the ball and they look way more intense. And like just watching that, it's like, man, there is a fundamental difference going on here. Yeah, I don't know why why the yelling thing happens that I don't know about. And but. it's not all the women who are yelling, but I didn't see a single guy do that. <laughs> not one. I saw multiple women doing that. I was yeah. just like, what is going? What, what do I not understand? I don't know. I don't know why that happens. But overall, I really did actually like the coach. I thought he was funny. I thought he was kind to the girls. I thought he like pushed them in a positive way. In the movie? Yeah, in oh, the okay. movie. And I really felt like he um he didn't like talk down to them because they were girls at all. He seemed to really love his job and he seemed to really push them and be all there as a coach. So as far as that goes, that's that's great. That's what you want in a coach. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you have to be very special guy to coach women's sports. You really do. You have to have the right temperament. And um, it's not it is not for every guy, man. So earlier in the movie, the parents have this conversation where he, the dad is kind of trying to decide if we move them or if we don't. Um, and the parents talk about making a choice to make less money so they could be around more. Um which I thought was great. But then I just felt like the dad made some terrible decisions. Oh, the dad was living through his kids. Definitely. But like, don't you agree? Like, Oh, yeah. The dad was consistently, he was doing what he thought was best. And he didn't, I don't know, he was kind of a jerk. Like not on purpose, not mean, but a little controlling. Yeah. So he pushes them to um, change schools, which they don't want. He doesn't talk to them. Yeah, he's already made the call. And then one of them decides to do basketball of her own free will, and he makes the other one quit the place she's in in order to be in it. Then he makes the whole family move so they can be in district from their very huge, nice house to a tiny apartment. And he doesn't he just makes all these decisions. And even the mom is like, are you sure this is a good idea? But at the end of the movie, he's the one that's vindicated. Yeah, and the girls are like, off. yeah, the girls are like, oh, I'm so glad you made us play basketball. And I'm like, what? That is not where I thought this was going. That happens a lot in real life. I've heard that from people who are really good at a thing that their parents kind of made them. But that's what made them so good. And that they are grateful, but I, I don't know what that relationship's like. You know what I mean? Like, how much do they look back and go, I wish I'd done something else? Or do they look at their great success and go, all right, thanks. Huh, I'm a millionaire now, or I, you know, I did well in life. That's I, I a good know. point. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I know at the end of the day, every parent has to make different decisions for their kids. They're, yeah. There's some grace there. But at the same time, if my dad did that, I would that would have been a really hurt our relationship. Oh, definitely. That would have damaged our relationship big time. Well, 
it makes me think of when I was a kid, I started taking piano lessons um, from my mom in kindergarten and then from another person in second grade. And I hated it. I like hated it. And my mom made me continue doing it. And then about fourth grade, I loved it. And so I am I am grateful that she helped me push past that. But she did allow my one of my sisters to quit after eighth grade. And I think I think for me, the difference is these two are in high school and they already are starting to know what they like. Yeah. And I feel like they should have a little bit more agency to choose whether or not they want to play a sport, especially one that takes such a huge time commitment. I heard from one, it was a volleyball parent where they, the kid wanted to play volleyball to be clear. And so they made the kid's life about volleyball and then they got a full ride to some college and then they hated volleyball because it had been their life for so long. And they're like, all right, we, we need to reassess like. Yeah, we were shooting for the stars, but we didn't mean for this to happen. And yeah. I think the girl <clears throat> just dropped out and like went to a different college. And so that happened. It's but how do you know that's going to happen versus like wanting to stay? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, they end up playing. They both play professionally for years and, and they both continue to do basketball type stuff even now. Like I'll get to that later. But so it turned out good and maybe the dad was more like different in real life than in this movie. Sure. You know, this is probably exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad, we moved a lot and I don't know, we were always kind of in on the process. We didn't really have a say per se, because you can't control where your dad gets a job. Right. When he's let go or when he quits. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have any say over when he was let go. And we definitely didn't have any say when he quit. Like, yeah, he just kind of hit a, it was the right time for all those things. And so that one never felt like personal. You know, this feels personal. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about the millions of montages this movie had. I think it was, <laughs> I counted six. It was like if they needed to establish anything, it was like, here we go, another basketball montage, another walking around montage. Just, just, it was so lazy. It, I love a good montage, but man, you can't make half your movie montages. This, this gets the award for most montages in a decom by really? far. By far. <laughs> I don't remember a single one that had more than two. It's so funny because they don't really bother me. I'm like, oh, fun. They're they're having fun together. They're playing basketball. And you're over there. Ah, another montage. Ah, rah, rah, rah. Get on <laughs> with it, man. Get on with it. Uh, so there's a, a short part where Heidi lies about how rich they are. Oh, and yeah. like fakes it and... Uh, both the other twin is like, why would you say something like that? Anyway, that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and they just roll with it. And of course, Nikki the bully figures out that they're lying and uh, almost gets them kicked out of school. Yeah. And like dad has to beg the principal like, wait, we promise we're going to move. We just want to be, the girls want to be in basketball, please. And the principal's cool. I just, I feel like I've never been in a situation where I felt like, I need to lie about how much money I have. Probably because uh, most people around me are like the same <laughs> or similar. But like, I don't know. I just, I don't really understand that. Never did either. I lied about what country I was from a few times to, me <laughs> to mess with people. <laughs> to mess with people. I convinced this one girl in our neighborhood, I was a French exchange student <laughs> for like two years. Like I held up the ruse a long time. Matter of fact, I was... I never saw her again. So she thinks she met a f French dude who lived in her neighborhood. And she'd be like, say this in French. And I would just make gibberish <laughs> up. <laughs> and then uh, my senior year, I moved to you know Kansas from Alabama. And I had this one class with all these really, I mean, horrendous mean girls that were sophomores. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot stand them. So I just decided I'm just going to be British in this one class because I didn't have any other interactions with them. And it took them six months to ask me where I was from. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, well, I'm from Alabama. They'd be like, what? What? We thought you were from Alabama. Why would you think that? What? What? What will give it away? <laughs> like, I, I looked so confused and uh, I basically gaslit them. <laughs> 
And they're like, I even pulled out my driver's license, which is Alabama. <laughs> like, are you sure? I know people from one guy even said, I know people from Alabama. You don't sound like them. I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, <laughs> that is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was the kind of thing I would do. Uh, mostly to mess with people, but the yeah. ruse would eventually, you know, go away. Right, I right. But I mean, I kept that up for a long time. <laughs> um. Okay, so there was this weird thing in there that <laughs> there was this one guy in the whole movie, really, besides the coach and the dad, and he's like, I guess the love interest of every girl in the whole movie. Oh, Galen. Yes. And I loved this line that said, every college wants him, but not as much as every senior girl. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> but I just thought he was like the weirdest character. But maybe maybe this is what it's like, like to have an all guy movie, but there's only one girl in the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's don't... like opposite. Yeah, you just don't have time to develop every character. And I think that was what happened to him. Yeah, but it didn't even like like do anything nobody fell in love with him they just like hung out with him sometimes he was just around he was cute he played basketball that's it I didn't mean, you think it was weird no no <laughs> i i that's pretty normal you know what's normal there's not in always real life or in the movie both there's not always payoff for a love interest because it's not a love movie <laughs> it's just a fact of life right it's a biopic but everybody was so thirsty for him. Yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> happens. And he was a nice guy. I like uh, that. He was a nice guy who lived in the crappy apartments with them. Yeah, I did. I mean, I liked him as a character. I just thought it was weird. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the Nikki redemption arc? I mean, I, I guess we have to. Yeah, Nikki the bully eventually comes around uh, because her dad's never around <laughs> at anything. And it's not, it's not too, like in your face about it it's not like oh nikki's dad's not there it's pretty quick and it 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 expects you to pay attention and that you're a smart viewer and i, I like that yeah it's not too mopey it's a little mopey but not too yeah. mopey. it's enough for a kid to pick up on it but not be yeah. preached at yeah. and that's i thought that was great but eventually they just become friends because they come back from that new york game and realize dad's not there to pick them up and they're just like we gotta befriend her yeah. Out of nowhere. Well, I think they have compassion on her because it's it was Christmas Eve and her dad's not around and they were like, well, come hang out with us. So they play basketball, they hang out, they make fun of their dad. <laughs> no, we know the best cafe and it's open late and it's their kitchen. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting earlier too, like... Nikki starts getting mad because she's not getting any shots and the coach calls her a ball, ball hawk. But I think I thought that was interesting because um, I feel like in basketball so often we're like, wow, top scorer, this person, top scorer, this person. And actually it's the random love interest guy that um, like encourages her to pass the ball and that she's really good at the assists. And I feel like that doesn't give enough credit because you don't have a good team without a good like passer point guard, whatever. And so I just think it's, I thought that was really good basketball moral right there. You have to play as a team. Stockton and Malone, right? <laughs> the uh, Utah jazz players. Yeah. John Stockton and um, Carl Malone. Yeah, Stockton was known for his really good handles and his incredible assists and would get the ball to Malone, who could always get it in. Yeah. And that was their thing. Yeah, and like, it's just as important. And to say it's not, it's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, that's usually not emphasized in a movie. That's true. Yeah, I really liked that. That's what yeah. I'm saying is like, yeah, it's all about the shooter, the shooter, the shooter. But this one was, she had her moment where she's like, no, you're the passer. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually, the guy says, he says to Nikki, she's a good passer, like Magic Johnson. And Nikki's like, yeah, I am. It's like a really sweet, encouraging moment. Yeah, I liked it. That's true. So another basketball thing that I thought was really cool was they go to New York for this tournament and they celebrate too soon at the end and the other group gets a fast break and makes a shot. And I was like, 
that is so like accurate. Like Dude. you can't celebrate too soon. We've so all important. seen it. Yeah, we've all seen it. Mm-hmm. When I was in swim team, my dad would always say like, don't spend too much time looking around, like especially in backstroke, which was my best sport. Like, because people will like be looking around and then they'll be slower. So s- similar thing anyway. It's like horse blinders, right? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. You got to have blinders on a lot of horses. Otherwise, they'll look at the other horses instead of race. Yeah, makes sense. Um, There's a moment where a coach at... Sorry, let me start over. There's a moment where a coach on another team like yells at the ref and like kind of touches his shirt. So he calls it technical. Did you notice that part? I saw the technical. I didn't see the shirt. I kind of was mentally tuning out as the montages went on. Uh-huh. I noticed. I was just like, come on. But as soon as they ended, I would get back into <laughs> it. So this must have been close to a montage. I don't know. Uh, it just reminded me of I've seen so many coaches get technicals from doing the stupidest crap. Like throwing a chair? Yeah, or throwing that's, their clipboard. That's like or... one of the most famous things. What's his name? The famous coach throwing the chair on the court. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. The girls kind of have a conflict because uh, Heidi ends up being a little better than Heather at basketball. And uh, yeah, Heather gets jealous. Mm-hmm. They even have the scrimmage and they're on opposite teams and Heidi wins. Their team wins. And Heather's just like bummed out. Like, you can't be better than me at something. Cute. They get over it though. And I, <laughs> I do like, they just talk it out. It's not like this big thing. Yeah. Well, I also, this was annoying about the dad as well is whichever girl does better for the certain game. He like, really prioritizes them and takes, you know, like puts his arm around him, really talks to him. And the one that doesn't do as good, he's a little less uh, into. I, I didn't like that. He's I, just like, good job. Yeah, but I felt like he had so much favoritism to whoever did better. It was weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just a movie thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, because who knows how much this was dialed up to make a better movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it's better if there's more conflict, right? If there's a clear conflict. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Well, Heather, she hurts her ankle. She's playing with Cute Boy. I never even figured out his name. What did you say his name was? Galen. Galen. I had to look it up. Cute Boy. Yeah. And Cute Boy. They she, don't say it, but like once. Yeah. She hurts her ankle and she's upset because she's afraid that her dad will be upset. And um, <clears throat> I really loved her mom tells her this story about a time when she was swimming and she lost and instead of giving up she she was a swimmer um instead of giving up she just says that she still loves the sport she ended up giving it up to be a mom and she's happy with her choice and i don't know i i felt that way when i was in piano i my senior year i didn't make it to state and i was like devastated and i was like just so devastated and then i was like wait a second, that doesn't mean that I'm bad at piano. It doesn't mean that I need to not love it just because I didn't make it to state. Like, I can keep doing it. So I just liked that she said that to her. Yeah, it's easy to think when you're in the middle of it, like you only have one chance Yeah. out of thing, And you really don't know how many chances you're going to have. Yeah, and I felt like it was going to affect me deeply later in life, but I still got a scholarship to go to college with piano, and I still studied it in college and I'm still better than I was then and so yeah life goes on I guess (laughs) yeah I quit sports in high school I played some rec league here and there but no school related sports because I was doing too many academic things with IB school so uh but I was pretty glad about it I was like wait no more practice oh this is nice and then I realized, you know, maybe I don't love basketball yeah. all that much, even though I'm like really tall and mm-hmm. I, li- I liked it just fine. Yeah. I yeah. had fun with it, but it was so nice. Yeah. Your comment about being really tall just reminded me, we didn't even talk about this, but the reason the coach 
has her on the team is because she just walks in the room and she's super, super tall. And he's like, please be on our basketball team. Please, please, please. <laughs> this is real life. This happened to me. <laughs> yeah. I got asked if I wanted to be on the basketball team by, I don't know, plenty of people. And I'm like, no. It's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I don't want to be on the basketball. Same with uh, my older brother, Luke. Yeah, yeah. He quit because he wanted to do music and he loved being away from basketball. Wow, he's just like high school musical. My yeah. <laughs> My two younger siblings played all the way through college, so Yeah, yeah. They I think had more of a love of the sport, but it's so nice. Yeah, I get asked all the time, did you play basketball? Did you play basketball? And I'm like, I swam and I played volleyball and they're like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, Sorry to disappoint. Seriously. <laughs> I don't think people... Stop asking tall people if they played freaking basketball. Yes. Can I have a soapbox for a minute? Yes. Because Preach. I get asked this every day. If I got... <laughs> if I played basketball, if I was good at sports, wow, you're tall. I don't care. <laughs> like... <laughs> I used to be really mad when people told me, wow, I'm tall. I would just respond, well, I guess you're not then. Because <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I just got so sick of that comment. It's yeah. like, say something else about me. Like, my identity is more than just being tall, which I didn't get to choose. Right. You know, this is, it just is what it is. I like being tall. Uh, it's fun. But I think I would like being whatever height I was, to be honest. Because that's just sort of my personality. I mean, I like being tall. I feel like it makes me stand out a little more, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I feel that way too. I don't know. But uh, I realized people were just so shocked by my height that that's, what they, that's the first yeah. thing that came to their brain is like, oh my gosh, this dude's tall. Especially when I lived in Japan where I got told every day, you're the tallest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> in my life. Well, yeah, and so it's like this amazing encounter for them, but for you, it's like the infinityth time you've heard it, so it's yeah. annoying. I feel that way at school, too, when a kid like, tells me something I already know, and I'm like, you're the like 20th kid that said this to me today, Yeah. but it's your first time, so I've got to treat it like it's the first time totally. someone's told me this whatever thing, so... Totally. Yeah, but sometimes I lose my patience. I do. <laughs> I don't think I'm really annoyed with it anymore especially after living in japan it was kind of a novelty there yeah because it, the shock was like times 20 yeah yeah you know yeah. it was no longer just like all right you had nothing to say these people were like shocked out of their minds <laughs> like they never thought they would see someone my height in their life I feel like if we saw a seven foot person i feel like yeah is the equivalent. which i every once in a while when i see someone taller than you i'm like whoa i think that when i see someone taller than me i think that's what made me realize what other people felt yeah exactly i was like oh that dude's this is what people think when they see me got it well and like <laughs> for me i'll be sitting down i'll be like wow that girl's really tall and i'll stand up and i'll be like Oh, I'm the same height as her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and looking people in the eyes is weird. Like when they're the True. same height, you know? Yeah. Like it is for me too. Yeah. Honestly. When they're lower than me, I'm used to looking in the eyes, whatever. When they're my height, it's just like, I don't. Yeah. It's like, what does is... not compute? <laughs> and so like my younger brother and my brother-in-law are both taller than me. And so that's been a bit of an adjustment. Yeah. To get used to like looking up a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to look up to hardly anybody. Yeah, so. just those two people. Well, and it shows that when they change schools in this movie, like everybody's staring at them. But can you imagine two six foot five girls come into your high school? Can you imagine? Yes. Uh, I, I have in a similar experience, not in high school, but later on. Oh, okay. At, a, like, mm, at like an orientation thing. Yeah, when I was at this orientation thing, it was a couple of weeks as we were getting ready for this job, and this girl is my height. Yeah. I'm, she may have been taller. Um, excuse me, though. Was she a twin? No. No, no, That's no. what I'm saying is so crazy. Yeah, two anyway, would be crazy. Keep going, keep going. No, I just remember I, like, had lunch with her one day, and we just talked about tall people stuff, and I was <laughs> like, you must feel what I feel times a million being a girl and she, I think she felt really vindicated by that. She was like, yeah. <laughs> Validated. Both. Okay. <laughs> Both. Validated and vindicated. Validated is definitely the word I meant, but vindicated fits too. 
just like justice, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Finally, it's not someone gets it and like really feels it and like yeah, I'm right. I don't know. That's yeah. I wonder if she had to buy like men's pants. Like she said, finding I mean finding clothes for me is a difficult thing, but finding them for her, she said, is really really hard. Yeah. So I I felt man, I just felt for her. She yeah. was so nice. Well, we're about ready for the last uh, big game. It's like, I don't know. It was like their league tournament, something. It was like some sort of the championship. Big the big game. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is in every sport. So Heather is hurt. She's on the sidelines. Heidi's playing really well, but she gets double teamed. Uh-huh. And, oh, wait, um, that's the... Oh! oh! <laughs> so, Okay. Why don't you explain what happens next? So, yeah, Heather has hurt her ankle. Um, I think Nikki fouls out. Is that what happens? Nikki, uh, no, Nikki gets hit into oh. the, the basket, like the pole holding the basket up, if that makes sense. And she gets hurt, but she's able to keep going. Heather wants to be put in so Heidi isn't double teamed, because, but her leg's jacked up, and they do it anyway. I don't, that's what I don't understand. Like, wh- wh- why? Why? Who's going to guard her? They've seen her on crutches this whole time. She she can't walk. She can't do. So I guess the idea is like either she'll draw a person off that's double t- teaming Heidi or nobody will guard her and she'll be open to make the shot, which is what happened. Yeah. But it's just as a coach, I don't think I would do that. Yeah. I'd be like, you're injured. No. Yeah. You no. you shouldn't. Like, this isn't worth it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's like when you watch Air Bud and they put the dog in. There's like, <laughs> there's no rule against putting dogs in, you know? Yeah, but why is that the best idea, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you shouldn't put the dog in. You shouldn't do that. But it makes a very entertaining movie. I, if you say so. <laughs> of course, Air Bud 1 is very entertaining. Did we even, I don't even think we made it all the way through watching that. I couldn't take it. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> so Heidi, um, well, whoever's injured ends up making the last shot. Yay! I, I get confused about which one's legs. Hooray. They did it. And the WNBA was founded in 1996. It says it shows them as adults. Well, hang on. The dad apologizes to them. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And the girls are like, no, we're glad you did this without asking us. Blah, blah, blah. Ha, ha, ha. It's all fine. That was so weird. Anyway, but you're right. Keep going. Yeah, the WNBA was founded in 1996. And then it's like this freeze frame and it shows what happens to both girls with text over them. Okay, I know you're kind of making fun of it. That's what it feels like. I mean, it's just cliche, but in a fun I, in a fun way. I loved it. Yeah, cliche's not bad. I loved it. I loved how like they just felt so like powerful. Like they made them seem so don't laugh at me. They seemed so powerful as they went into the NBA and they like shake hands, they do their handshake, and then they do the jump ball. And it gave me chills and I loved it. It was good. Yeah. I it loved good. it. It was good. It's just that that particular ending, no matter what movie it is, if you start showing text and showing what happened, I'm just going to laugh. Why? It I don't just, get it. I don't know. I think it's just it was used a lot for a long time, and then it got made fun of by so many good comedians that I think of their stuff first uh, now, and I start giggling because I'm like... No, that ending, it just made me feel like, yeah, they did it. I was so pumped up about it. I really loved the ending. I just like want to see an ending where it's like Winston went on to sell hot dogs after, you know, at the end of <laughs> Hot Dog the movie. It's like his hot dog stand became one of New York's most popular. Just like. Wow. Do you not believe in women empowerment in the WNBA? Wow, Jake. Wow. Well, okay. Sarah went on to sell hot dogs. <laughs> And her hot dog stand was legendary. <laughs> okay, I can't even talk to you right now. Whatever. <laughs> but actually, the ending is uh, not accurate. They actually never played each other in the WNBA, and they actually um, never were both on the WNBA at the same time at all. Oh, yeah. like the same season? No, never on the same season. So it's actually inaccurate, and 
one of them, I can't remember which one, said that that's one of her biggest regrets is they never actually played each other. Like but... uh, Venus and Serena Williams. Oh. They've never played each other. Really? Yeah. The one game they were supposed to, it's like this big conspiracy. Venus checked out last second because of an injury. Or was it Serena? One of them did. Huh. Yeah. Like, and they... Yeah, it was super publicized, and like tennis fans are still mad about it to this day because they wanted to that see him play. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah that would have been like the game of games, right? Yeah. Like two of the biggest tennis icons of all time. Yeah, sisters. Okay, well, so um, this is based on, as far as tracking, what we've been tracking, it's based on a true story. Um, there is a mention of their Christian school, so I went ahead and counted that as a religious reference, and it does end on a freeze frame. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so um, this one was really fun for me to do where they are now. They they all have really interesting lives, um, and I actually ended up only doing. Oh no, I did I did do Nikki, but. Um, Basically, the two twins and then the two real twins is who I did, plus Nikki. Yeah. So um, Heather Burge was played by Poppy Monroe. She only has eight credits. She's most known for the Terminator, the Redemption video game, and Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines video game as Kate Brewster. Huh. I think the Redemption one is the one that's in all the arcades. I don't know. Anyway. Um, her last appearance was in an episode of CSI Miami in 2006. She was a former model. And currently she works as a regional, sorry, as a central regional sales manager for Ridge Vineyards. So works for a vineyard. Kind of cool. cool. And she has a lot of posts about a wine. She's kind of a wine connoisseur. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Heidi Burge um, was played by Annie McElwin. Uh, she has seven credits. La- she's most known for an episode of CSI Miami and one episode of Opposite Sex. Last appearance was in an episode of Shark in 2006. But she, man, this woman has made it. She is currently a photographer in Southern California. She does portraits and weddings. I looked it up as if I was going to like book her. her. Yeah, book her. Her coverage starts at $7,000. She must be good. Yeah. Um, She's been featured in several bridal magazines and blogs, and she was named one of Martha Stewart Wedding's top photographers. Dang, girl. Yeah. So she, again, yeah, she she probably does rich people and celebrity weddings, and she has two employees, so it's a business. Yeah. Okay. So both Annie and Poppy were reunited for a podcast episode called Back to the Best. I didn't listen to it all, but um, they said that they hung out a lot. Uh, they said the f- it was filmed in Salt Lake City, and so they just ended up hanging out a ton all over Salt Lake City in between stuff. They're actually both five foot nine inches, so they're nowhere near six foot five. I didn't think they were. Although how could... How could you find two actresses that are that tall? It'd be hard. That'd be tough. But they did wear lifted sneakers the whole time, so they looked taller than they actually were. I thought, yeah, there were just a few shots where you could tell. I'm like, I don't think you're really that tall. Like, I think there's really well done manipulation Yeah. on the camera or yeah. whatever. <clears throat> well, and they said um, a lot of people have told them that the movie inspired girls to play basketball. So they feel really good about just being a part of that. I loved that. Cute. That's great. Okay. I had to look up Nikki Williams, um, which was kind of the bully basketball player because I knew I knew her from something. Oh, her name is Teal Redmond. She only has 11 credits, but she's known for 34 episodes of Gilmore Girls as Louise Grant, which is... How about that? Yes. She's like one of the friends of Paris, um, which is kind of the frenemy of Rory. So anyway, I knew I knew her. I had to figure it out. But she's also known for Dumb and Dumber, When Harry Met Lloyd, and five episodes of CSI. She's most recently in the Harbinger. How do you say that? Harbinger? Harbinger? Harbinger. (laughs) In 2022. She's done. She has done some theater and several commercials as well. Okay. Hmm. The real twins. Here we go. They are very interesting people. Oh, no doubt. I think. 
They were the 3A high school champs in 1987. They both went to University of Virginia. Um, Heidi actually played a little bit more of an outside game, and Heather played inside and was a go-to scorer. So it's a little different than the movie because they both of them have, have them playing inside. That's true. Yeah. Uh, they won three consecutive Final Fours in the NCAA. Oh, they, geez. They went to, I'm sorry, they went to it, but they never won the whole thing. Uh, it's still really good. Yeah. I already mentioned the Guinness World Record, but it was beat in 2004 by Ann and Claire Recht, Recht, who are twins, twin girls that are six foot seven. Wow. <laughs> wow. What? So the podcast where you can listen to them talk is called, it's on the Sports Spectrum podcast, and it's a pretty recent podcast. Um, So I already mentioned that they said the movie nailed their personalities. Um, So the interviewer asked them a little bit about like, like how self-conscious they felt as really tall women. And Heather said that at their private school, they they didn't really notice because everybody knew them and it wasn't really talked about. Oh, uh, yeah. You get used to it. Yeah. But then when they went to the public school, she felt more self-conscious, which I thought was interesting because they show that in the movie. Yeah. They were fine. And then that makes sense. I mean, yeah. everybody knows you. Yeah. So that's really what's happening. Right. Right. Um, and then they, they talked about Heather was a little more focused, but Heidi was a little more social. So. All right. Um. So the interviewer asked them if their kids had seen the movie. And (laughs) Heidi said that her daughter had a big 13th birthday party and a bunch of her friends came over and her friends really wanted to watch Double Team. And her daughter was like, no, no, we shouldn't. But they ended up watching it. (laughs) That's precious. I thought that was so cute. Heather said that her younger kids love it, but the older kid is like, kind of like too cool or not into it as much so (laughs) um Heidi the real one she preferred theater and volleyball but fell in love with basketball she majored in rhetoric and communication studies and Spanish she played for six years in France Hungary Italy and Greece one year for WNBA for the LA Sparks and then was taken by the um Washington Mystics for I think for a season in 2000 she moved to Houston Texas she got a job as a press and media broadcasting intern for the Houston Commons. And now she works as a physical therapist, which I think this is really cool. She specializes in low back injuries, which was inspired by her own career ending back injuring. So she's now helping people with what she struggled with. And she also does some youth coaching. Heather Berg Quella. Heather Berg Quella. I forgot to say Heidi Berg Horton. So they've both been married now. Um, she was the ACC Player of the Year and Kodak District All-American in 1993, two-time academic honor roll, and 13th all-time in ACC scoring, which is pretty crazy. Wow. She majored in Spanish and drama, which is interesting because she, in the movie, wasn't the drama one, unless I got him backwards, which is possible. I don't think so, yeah. but I get them mixed up. <laughs> I hate that because I know in real life they're probably tired of it. Yeah. She played for the USA national team and then played professionally for eight years overseas in France, Hungary, Australia, Spain, and all over Europe. She played for the Sacramento Monarchs in 1999 for a, like a year after her sister had quit the WNBA. She then played in France but retired in 2001, also due to injuries. Then she taught Spanish at an intermediate school in Palos Verdes, California, and got her master's in multilingual education. Dang. These two are smarty, smarty That is something, yeah. I love it. She became a stay-at-home mom and then helped run youth basketball camps and then started teaching again in 2017, and she helped to develop a Spanish PE curriculum rooted in music in motion and Spanish learning. I don't even know what that means yeah these ladies are sharp yeah she teaches at christ lutheran school in poncho palos verdes and runs basketball camps with integrity hoops academy and they both talk about their faith quite a bit they're both pretty strong um christians um which i thought was kind of cool neat they don't talk about the faith in the movie but it's not i don't think it's integral in the way it was to miracle and lane two right right like that was 
integral and mm-hmm. they made it integral. Yeah. Okay. What were the Disney connections you found? Before we get into that, I just want to say why in the world do women's basketball teams have the best names and the men's ones stink? <laughs> I've always thought that, by really? the way. Yes, every time I hear the, the women's professional basketball teams, I'm like, the Sparks, the Mystics, the Monarchs, these are way better. Those are good names. I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulls, the Lakers, come on. <laughs> the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers, these are lame. <laughs> these are dumb names. Yeah, women, women. I mean, I like the name the Celtics. I don't know why I always have. Because it's like <laughs> I that it was leprechaun. The Celtics. Is it? I've always said Celtics. I don't know. I, th- uh. I think the people group is Celtic, but the team is Celtic. Really? Yeah, I think so. Uh. Now that I'm thinking out loud, because I would have called it the Celtic people, but the team the Celtics. That makes no sense. Life makes no <laughs> sense. But. <laughs> All right. Heather Burge was played by Poppy Monroe. She's also a dancer in Tiger Cruise. So uh, Tiger Cruise is one of the ones that I did not watch because it uh, happens to be about 9-11 oh. as part of the plot. And as soon as it brought up 9-11 three years after, I was like, no thanks. Huh. Hard pass. Uh, Wendell Yoshida, uh, who, played, who was played by Joey Miyashima, he is in Dadnapped. He's the principal in High School Musical 1 and 3. Doesn't show up in 2. You know, no oh. school. Yep. Oh! Yeah. He's Mr. Jones in this Right on Track. This is the coach, track. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That's That was my guess. I thought I recognized him. Yeah, so did I. Uh, Mackenzie Phillips, who plays the mom. She was also the mom in So Weird. Oh. Whose last name, the character's last name, also Phillips. Yeah, 65 episodes of uh, Kids Version of the X-Files. Um, Chris Olivero, who plays Galen, he's Hunter, and now you see it. Uh, there were a, so there were a lot of people who were in this one, and then like an extra in another decom, like High School Musical, or like there was a lot. Yeah. But the the best one was a guy named Mitch English. He was the announcer. He's also the announcer and right on track. How he landed that, I I kind of want to know. Such a good announcer. Yeah. They really knew. Uh, Rachel Woodward Hansen, who played Leslie, I think just one of the girls on the team. She's Susie and Hatching Pete. Yeah, none of the other players on the team ever talk. Like maybe one or two words at the party that they're at, or yeah, like, but not. It's really. like almost none. It's very weird. I anyway, it, continue. It keeps the story on a few things. Yeah, which is yeah. good. Uh, Paul Kiernan, who had one line, you know, he's the one who's at the private school. He's like, man, you know, if you want your girls to really be seen, they need to be in a big <laughs> school. Uh, He's the dad in Luck of the Irish, which I shouted during the movie, which I probably shouted during the movie back then. No (laughs) doubt. I made that connection. Uh, Dwayne Dunham was our director. He directed Now You See It, Tiger Cruise, Right on Track, Double Teamed, Ready to Run, 13th Year, and Halloween Town. Goodness. I think this is the best one out of all the ones he's made thus far. I really liked this one. Yeah, I liked it definitely better than Ready to Run, 13th Year, and Halloween Town. I mean, it's not far behind. Not far behind. Uh, it was written by John Wiernick, who helped write Ready to Run. He had a co-writer for this, but they didn't do anything else. Uh, Phil Marshall did the music, and as we know, he's done the music for 15 DCOMs. I think I said 14 on some of them. I recounted today. It's 15. 15 DCOMs. This is his 12th. His DCOMs include uh, Xenon, Xenon 2, Johnny Tsunami, and all the way to Pixel Perfect. So that's quite a range that is. Uh, and as always i have to include a phil marshall um fact yeah we're and big I, phil marshall fans I, I think i've said this one but i couldn't remember he is the brother-in-law of kathleen kennedy who's Ooh. the president of lucasfilm oh. so everything star wars since george lucas sold it she's been in charge huh yep cool that is his brother's wife his brother gotcha. frank <laughs> Joel Frank. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much all of them. Well, I was cracking up during critical review this time. Just the people, things people said about this movie were very funny. So um, IMDb uh, got a 5.9 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes was a 57%, which is a splat, but pretty close to a tomato. I don't know what it's called. Okay. A stink. <laughs> a happy. Yeah. Oh, a happy, right? Uh, fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh. Uh, fresh. That's fresh. it. 
<laughs> one happy. Okay, so Movie Addict 2016 said this in 2003. Ooh, one year after. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. There was a lot from right after, actually, in this one. Huh. The problem with this movie is that the sisters, supposedly twins, look nothing alike. The fact that Disney will not release films like these into theaters tells us something. They are either too ashamed to release something that with actual taste or they are serving to a new generation that they created, plain and simple. Family films used to be good, but since Disney started making babysitter films off of classics, The Jungle Book 2, 101 Dalmatians 2, etc. Kids have gotten used to minimum entertainment. They no longer realize what quality films are because... All caps. Corporations like Disney taught them not to know any better. Back to the lowercase. They accept lousy movies because they have been taught to. Perhaps someday we will see a change. But all I see is continual downfall. She's right. (laughs) She's I, I don't usually agree with the negative reviews. And I liked this movie a lot. But she's right. I remember feeling that at the time when they were just pumping out straight to VHS sequels and be like, these aren't as good. And like, yeah, we watched The Little Mermaid 2, what, last summer? Yeah. It was so so bad. bad. It was so bad. And the first one's great. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What were they thinking? Though, I don't think this movie falls in that category. (laughs) No, I don't either. They just felt like, I thought it was funny. They felt like they needed to rant about Disney overall. In this one movie, well, I guess this movie section. This movie represented that for them, yeah, you know. I guess. It was like this is this is bad. <laughs> in direct conflict of that, Koala's twenty two in two thousand four said, "This movie was awesome. Heather and Heidi did look like twins. So the people who said they didn't are just a bunch of morons." <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. There was a lot of people that said they didn't look like twins, but. Okay, this one's from 2002, so the same year. Um, it was Pinocchio. I don't know how to spell that or say that. They said, <laughs> this movie is a joke. Why is it that the coaches only starts hauling in the tall players with no talent from the beginning to join their team and never gives a chance to the average high players that has some talent from the start? I swear the Asian coach in the movie looks exactly like my high school basketball coach. The way he speaks, too. And how he only takes tall players during tryouts. Damn the coach in my school. Everybody said I did good in tryouts. And everyone thought I made the team. But no. (laughs) Anyways, what kind of a coach is the guy in the movie? All he says is pass it to the tall girl. Keep it up, girls. Blah, blah, blah. And like I said, this movie is a joke. Girl was projecting. I know. Oh my god! I laughed. That is so hard. That is the most precious middle school rant I have ever heard. What a time capsule of this poor girl's I life. No, everyone said I did good in trials, and everyone thought I made yeah. the team. Everyone thinks I'm great, except for the coach. It's just because I'm not tall. I'm average. Girl, girl, girl. So- it's like, hate to break it to you, kid. Tough lesson, but uh, height plays a difference in it, this sport. It does. In most sports. In a lot, unfortunately. And then there was a real critic. Well, actually, let me say this first. In 2011, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so bad. Uh, it said, next to Banger Sisters, Easily the most misleading movie title in the history of cinema. You've got two cute blonde twins on the movie poster, and it's about basketball. What a letdown. (laughs) This was not the only comment about this. They thought it was pornography. Yes. Where multiple people were like, this title is very misleading. This poster is very misleading. What's misleading about it? (laughs) Okay, I don't know much about the porn industry. I know there's a lot of puns in the names and stuff. Like, yeah, I've stayed away from it most of my life. So, like, I know it has this reputation from people telling me or movies making fun of it. Yeah, yeah. But come on, you perverts. Yeah, I know, Disney. goodness gracious. (laughs) So, anyway, there's my uh, critical review for you. Ugh. It kind of make kind of funny. I mean, it made me laugh, but it kind of makes me sick. I know, I know. <laughs> and what do you rate this one, Krista? You're gonna be so proud of me. I went ahead early and thought about it 
And so now I don't have to take forever. Yay! Yeah, usually I have to edit a lot of this. Because <laughs> I'm like, ew, I don't know, maybe this one, maybe that. Okay, so I decided I really, really liked this one. And I gave it an eight, which is a little bit below Alley Cat Strike. But honestly, this one has been one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorite sport movies of the DCOMs anyway. So really liked it. Yeah, it was great. I thought I gave it an eight as well. I thought it sits right there with like the other me or motocrossed or up, up and away. Like, yeah, I liked it about the same. Wow. So we gave it the exact same rating. Yeah. I mean, I thought I'd give it an 8.1 or 7.9. I thought, no, like I like it just as much as those other ones. Me too. Actually. I was like, oh, should I higher lower? But yeah. Now, if I'm going to watch a fun movie, I'm going to pick the other me because it's ridiculous. (laughs) That's more my speed. Like that's I've definitely personally favor that one. Yeah. But in terms of like movie quality, they're the same. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't usually choose sports movies personally but i i did feel like girl power like it was fun in that way too so speaking of girl power what a segue i know (laughs) i I had to take it when you see it you take it our next movie is cadet kelly which you've you've seen parts of i've seen parts of it uh i don't think i've ever sat down and seen the whole thing but i know it's about um twirling whatever those are called the little fake gun things rifles rifles yeah (laughs) So I know that and I know like there's like she's kind of not good at it at the beginning and then there's she tries out and she makes it and then there's this character that is kind of hard on her like the Christy Carlson Romana character is really hard on her and then she gets better at it. I don't know. Maybe I've gotten parts wrong, but you've got the ending in your head for sure. But that's not the whole Thing. The, the movie's not really about that. That becomes a thing, but it's not about that, I don't oh, think. Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely excited to watch it because I always loved the parts that I saw as a kid, but I never got to fa- watch the whole thing. I loved it as a kid because it's Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano. Yeah. It was even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire. I was stoked about that. <laughs> I watched this one so many times. This, yeah, we're, we're watching it in literal minutes from now. You're so pumped, aren't you? Dude, it's, you know, we've just trudged through a lot of mediocrity with Halloween Town 2, Jumping Ship, <laughs> The Poof Point, Twas the Night. It's time for high quality decom. Okay. Well, I feel like this is one of the most like popular, famous ones that a lot of people know. So that's kind of fun. And we are going to be joined by Jake's sister, Ivy Ray, next week. So Woo! tune in. All right, guys. See ya. See you there. Thanks for listening to DCOM Deep Dive. Make sure you follow us on social media where Krista has photoshopped our faces onto every single DCOM. And watch these movies where they're legally available. I'm talking Disney+. Plus. I'm talking renting them on YouTube or Amazon. That helps uh, the podcast out. It helps Disney out. All right. Thanks for listening.